0: Hello and welcome to the Hall of Fame video game podcast starring Matt Levy and Mike Staub. We love video games and have embarked on a journey to index the greatest video games of all time into our very own Hall of Fame. Here's the show. Hey guys, hello and welcome to the Hall of Fame video game podcast. I am your host, Matt Levy, and this week, me and Mike are doing something a little different. As we've been talking about these last few weeks, me and Mike are doing something special on our social media page, on our Instagram, highlighting our top three favorite games from each console and handheld. So we started back on the NES, on their regular Nintendo Entertainment System. And by now, on social media, you've seen that we're up to PlayStation 1 and further So in a series of podcast episodes, we're going to individually discuss the games we picked and our fondness for these particular games. So we hope you guys chime in in the comments, tell us why you like or dislike some of the games we've chosen. And remember, these are not the best. These are strictly our favorites. So we started in mid-July and we started with the NES. And my favorite games were Mega Man 3. The Legend of Zelda, and Super Mario Bros. 3. So I think Super Mario Brothers 3 is probably in most people's top three on the NES. It's probably everyone's favorite on the NES. Legend of Zelda, for me, was a transformative game in my gaming life. It was very different than the, the Contras and the platformers that I was used to. And it gave me something with adventure and exploration. Made me a more patient gamer. So I still, to this day, replay that game almost every year between the Wii Virtual Console, Wii U, Switch. I feel like for the last 15, 20 years, as a part of my regular gaming cycle, even on the NES Classic. Mario Brothers 3 also is a game that I come back to often and probably too often. But Mega Man 3 is probably the, I wouldn't say controversial pick, but of the three, it sticks out the most because most people prefer Mega Man 2. But I don't know if it's the slide ability, and the mobility that the slide gives you, the, the robots with Snake Man and Gemini and some of the characters, it just felt like Mega Man 2 set the formula. Mega Man 3 had a little more fun with it. So uh, is it the better game? That's not the conversation. But of my favorite, Mega Man 3 would be my favorite Mega Man on the NES. So those are my three. There's always honorable mentions. We haven't discussed them. But this one, it wasn't really hard for me. I came up with these three pretty quickly. On the next time around, we talked about the Super Nintendo, the SNES. Some people call it the SNES, they would be wrong. But my three games were Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Super Mario World, and Chrono Trigger. Again, think until we get to some of the later consoles, I don't think these are particularly controversial picks. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past could be one of the greatest games of all time. Super Mario World, again, sort of a masterpiece of a perfect video game, probably the best 2D Mario. And then Chrono Trigger, which for me was my first real JRPG. It kind of was a gateway because it's not the longest. It's not the most depth. It's not the deepest game. It's probably can be beaten in 15 to 20 hours, roughly. So for people out there that play 50, 100, 150 hour RPGs, Chrono Trigger is fairly short. But the game, the characters, the combat, it just all worked and it didn't force anything. The enemies were creative, it had the Akira Toriyama artwork. So something that I really enjoyed and sticks with me. So those are my three on the Super Nintendo. Again, I don't think anything super controversial on my side. Next, that brings us to the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. And here my picks, probably a little more fun, but still probably right in the wheelhouse than most people would pick. We have Link's Awakening, Super Mario Land 2, and Pokemon Yellow. So starting with Link's Awakening, we're seeing a trend here. I've picked now a a Zelda game in each of my top threes. And you'll see that thin out as we go, but I love myself some Legend of Zelda. They're great video games. Link's Awakening, which now we've seen a remaster remake on the Switch, it's an excellent weird video game, and I love I loved it when it came out on the Game Boy Color. I played the DX version, and I love the game today on the Switch. Super Mario Land 2 was a I feel like underrated game. I loved the size of Mario's character on the screen coming from Super Mario Land, where he was really tiny. So I feel like they got the proportions right and introduced us to Wario, it introduced us to the 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 rabbit ear, some cool abilities. But it was really just a fun game. It wasn't overly challenging. You could probably beat it in a couple hours, maybe two hours. I don't recall exactly how long. But it's just a really good Mario experience on the Game Boy. And then last is Pokemon Yellow, which is sort of a cheating answer because Pokemon Red and Blue are more or less the same game, but they made Pikachu follow you and Team Rocket's in the game, specifically Jesse and James. So it is slightly... I'd say a slightly altered experience on Pokemon Red and Blue, and I did play Pokemon Red quite a bit, but Pokemon Yellow kind of hit home with me being that I watched the anime, the cartoon on TV, and then I played Pokemon Yellow afterwards. It was sort of a a perfect marriage. So those are my three games on the Game Boy slash Game Boy Color. Again, probably not the most of picks or the most controversial. I'm sure you, you guys might pick something that's a little different. But for the most part, these are probably the the most popular games on the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Next, we did the Sega Genesis. Now, I owned a Genesis, but I definitely favored my Super Nintendo at the time. But there were some gems, some games that were really unique to the Sega Genesis. The first one being Mickey Mouse and the Castle of Illusion. This was a game that I played as a kid, and I thought it was colorful and fun, and it was a great platformer. But It actually wasn't until years later. The Steam version, the Xbox version, I think they remade it for Arcade. And that version is really good game. I mean, graphically, platforming, they did a really good job with it. But it is the original game, just visually enhanced. Next, we have Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which I would consider to be the best Sonic the Hedgehog video game. I think comparing it across all different versions, 2D, 3D, puzzle games, you name it. I really think Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is the best for me. Again, might not be the best. Some people consider that to be Sonic 3. Some people like one or two of the 3D games. But for me, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 with Tails was a really fun experience in my house. And it was fun even being Tails. You couldn't lose. You just kept going, kept coming back, and you'd help out Sonic. Lastly was Gunstar Heroes, which was a pick I believe Mike had chosen as well. And this was just a great shooter. One of the all-time great shooters it really puts Contra to shame. It puts a lot of games in that ilk, the, the Metal Slug games. I think Gunstar Heroes could be the best of them. It's cooperative, it's colorful, it controls well, and the level the levels are really good as well. So that's a game that I've always enjoyed. I think I only played it briefly on the Genesis and it was a little hard for me as a kid, like most games. But once I got And on the, I think the virtual console for the Wii was when I really got hardcore into the game. But it's a game I, I loved growing up. It just was a little beyond my capabilities. Next, we talked about the Game Boy Advance. And the Game Boy Advance is where you start to see some of my Metroid love. The first game I chose is Metroid Fusion. Second one is Metroid Zero Mission. And the third is Golden Sun. So Metroid Fusion was just a great, follow-up in the metroid series after the original metroid you had super metroid metroid fusion was a great follow-up the story the, the 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 way you traveled through the ship it was just a really interesting take on the metroid game and i liked how the suit and the abilities and the enemies all had to do with this the same fusion theme next is metroid zero mission What's absolutely puts the original metroid to shame it's basically a remake with this whole additional sequence where you play a zero suit samus and it's really a perfect video game a perfect metroid game at least they took the first one remastered remade it and everything about the game just plays better all the quality of life improvements and the game itself just feels like a full-on story you feel like it's a full narrative and that game took me by storm. Both those games I played later on in life, I played them briefly on the GBA back in the day, but I didn't get very far. It's not until years later now that I have really dove into and appreciate how good the Metroid games are on the Game Boy Advance. And lastly, is a JRPG, Golden Sun, which is a little different than most RPGs. I'd say the, the battle style, the aesthetics, the visual, just the aesthetic of the game feels very unique and it really made the GBA screen and colors really pop. It's a game I'd love to see available or brought back to newer generations. It's a series that should have continued, but I do love the original Golden Sun game. I remember sinking many, many hours as a kid. I don't know that I actually ever finished it. I don't recall, but it's a game I sunk dozens of hours into and had a great time with, and I thought it was one of the best RPGs I'd ever played. But as a kid and those longer RPGs, they do get trickier as you get further into them. But I was blown away by the series. Next, we dove right into the DS. And I posted my three games back towards the end of July. And on the DS, I had chosen New Super Mario Brothers DS, Super Princess Peach DS, and Dragon Ball Attack of the Saiyans. New Super Mario Brothers DS gets a lot of criticism I'd say with the whole new Super Mario Brothers series on the Wii, on the Wii U, on the DS because the aesthetic really didn't do a lot for most people. So Super Mario, Mario Brothers 1 to 2 to 3 to World, they each had their own visual cue and this felt more generic. It didn't really have anything that interesting about the art style. So some people kind of got turned off by that but of the Mario Brothers, new Super Mario Brothers games, this DS one was fantastic. It brought back the Koopalings, had an overworld map, and the game itself with the with the mega mushrooms turning large was really fun. It wasn't the hardest game, but I wouldn't say it was any significantly easier than any of the other 2D Mario games, but it was a great experience on the handheld and looked really nice on the DS. I wouldn't say the dual screen was mandatory or really needed to make this game this experience but it, it's nonetheless a great game on the ds next you have super princess peach and this is really i picking this because i did enjoy the game and maybe it's not one of the best games on the system but it's it was special to me because sometimes these other characters in mario's world and other nintendo characters don't get the love they deserve there are a number of titles that Wario has gotten over the years and Yoshi's gotten a few. But Princess Peach kind of gets left out sometimes, more so than even Luigi. And this game was was a lot of fun. It was a fun platformer. And if you never gave it a shot, it's very, feels like a Nintendo Mario type game because you have Koopa Troopas, you have Goombas, and it feels like you're playing as Princess Peach. They really got her handled down with her umbrella. So it's it, it's a great game if you love the the mario platforming type games it's a nice spinoff and i'd love to see that game either remastered or just that series brought back again lastly is dragon ball attack of the saiyans and this is probably one of those games that i would say if you're not a dragon ball fan there's probably not a lot for you here but this was a dragon ball rpg and prior to this I had really only played Dragon Ball RPGs that were in Japanese, and then there were some fan translations on the Super Nintendo. So, this was kind of unique to get through Dragon Ball and the early Saiyan Saga and to play through as Goku, Piccolo, Krillin, and friends and level up, have turn based combat. It's something that I always wanted because you get just a lot of fighting games when it comes to this franchise. So, this was really fun to get a game where you can level up, you got your HP, you got your Kai or Ki. And that was really neat. So this was a game that was a big deal for me on the DS. Next one is the Nintendo 64, which we posted our favorite games in the beginning of August. And Nintendo 64 is one of those interesting consoles because I played so many games, so many multiplayer games with my friends, but they weren't games that I personally loved or wanted to play on my own. Games like Smash Brothers, games like Mario Kart. These were games that were fun in group act- group scenarios, couch, couch competitive games, GoldenEye, but not games that I particularly love to play on my own. And I've always been a single player type gamer most of my life, unless it was a cooperative experience. So the first game I chose was Wave Race. Uh, this was a big deal to me, a Nintendo game that was not Mario or Zelda, Kirby or Yoshi, and it really drew me in. I played the heck out of this game. And one of my friends, when he saw me post this, he called me out. And he says, there's so many other games like Donkey Kong and and Conker's Bad Fur Day. And the list goes on and on. But this was one of those experiences I played for hours on end. And I loved it. I loved competing through the races. I loved going through the rings. There was something about how tight and how well it played that I would play this game for hours on end. Next was Super Mario 64. And... I don't know what more I could say about this game. We've we've had a great episode on it, and it's one of my personal probably top five, top ten games if I were forced to make a list. I'd say every few months I just turn this game on now in the new 3D All-Stars version on the Switch, and I just pop on and grab ten stars and then quit just because it, it's comfort food. I love this game. It could be, depending on my day, my my favorite 3D Mario game. It's just a perfect video game. And I think people that are younger now that can't get past the visuals and some of the camera stuff struggle to find the joy in this game. But the the Mario hub world, the levels, the characters, they're just like classic video gaming to me. And last was WWF WrestleMania 2000. This is one of those great wrestling games on the 64. And I could have picked No Mercy. I could have picked WCW, NWO Revenge, another wrestling game I loved on the N64. But I chose WrestleMania 2000 because it was a game that I played on my own outside of with my friends. And it was such a big deal getting this wrestling game, but in WWF format, because there's already been a couple of THQ wrestling games that were WCW based or some other international wrestling type games. So this was a big deal. It was a lot of fun. The amount of custom customization you could do, all the different game modes was great. And I don't think it deleted save files like the No Mercy ones. I could be mistaken, but I know one of them was infamous for deleting your save files. So those were my three games on the N64. That's probably where I'm going to get a little, more, a little more diverse, a little more vast choices. than people probably would choose Ocarina of Time. People would probably choose Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, Donkey Kong. There's so many other games that someone could choose. But these were my three favorites. Doesn't mean best, just the three games that I... If I'm on a desert island I had to pick three, these would be my three. And then lastly, we did our PS1 selection. And our PS1 selection had had just gone up in the last few days. And for the PlayStation 1, a console that I enjoyed. Looking back, like the N64, some of the games are very blocky looking. The texture work, the 3D is really elementary. But there's some games here that I absolutely loved. I'm going to start with Final Fantasy VIII. A game that I sunk as a kid, maybe 30, 40, 50 plus hours into. Me and my friend both had a copy of it, and we'd search for random upgrades for our weapons and GFs, or guardian forces, as they called them. And I didn't really appreciate the story that much as a kid, besides the love story between Squall and Renoa. But for me, it was just the, I was new to me. It was fresh, this JRPG type Final Fantasy style gameplay, because I hadn't played many. Final Fantasy games very long. In this game, I played for hours and hours on end. And again, like Corona Trigger, this was a gateway to more RPGs and more 3D JRPGs. Next we have Fighting Force, which was kind of your classic beat-em-up type games. You're scrolling. You go area to area, beating up some more guys. But this was in a 3D area. So you almost went from area to area in these like 3D type zones. And you'd beat up on a couple of baddies that approached you and your friend in co-op. And this was a game that I sunk in so many hours, so many playthroughs with my buddies. And you, I think you had three or four characters to choose from. And you got to pick two between you and your friends. And then you just barreled through the game. It's no different than like the Ninja Turtle beat-em-ups or the Simpsons or that, but this was in a 3D space. So you can openly go vertically, horizontally, And it's very basic looking today, graphically. It probably doesn't feel very smooth, probably very clunky. But back at the time, this was all I wanted in a video game was just the simplicity of just going area to area and just beating up some guys. And then my last favorite on the Sony PlayStation is Twisted Metal 2, a game that I played with my siblings. I played with my friends. And it was so unique and interesting as a video game and even the concept of it today sounds so strange that there's this contest and if you win you get a wish or whatever you want and you had to go level by level destroying the other cars and all these cars have been transformed into basically battle machines so i was always Axel, this guy where his arms were tied into these tires these big wheels on the sides and each of them had different specials his shot like this radial attack you had this guy Warthog, who was like a this super old looking dude that was in like a military tank, and the famous Sweet Tooth as well. And there were so many interesting characters. The combat and the, the I'd say the the driving capabilities were really interesting as well. It controlled pretty well for an early three D video game, but it was just fun. You just it was just fun. Once you mastered the combat, mastered the controlling the vehicles, the the levels were so interesting because you're going all over the world. Tokyo, Hong Kong, you're going different places in California, New York, and it was so interesting and in Paris, and it was so interesting just exploring the levels, finding secrets, managing your inventory and your weapons, and I would play through with every character to find the different story endings, and this was a game I sunk hours and hours into, which that's not, not the deepest game, but as a kid, this was one of my favorite video games I absolutely loved, and unfortunately, I don't think it's aged all that well. I've played some of the newer ones as well, and you could probably use a refresh. I know we're getting the TV show soon, but this was such a fun game. Twisted Metal 2 was the peak of the Twisted Metal video games because after that, they changed developers for Twisted Metal 3 and 4. So this to me was the peak. So that's that, guys. That is from NES through the PlayStation 1. Those are my three favorite games from each one of those can- consoles and handhelds might not be your picks might not be the best games on the system but they're games that I love I loved and continue to appreciate and respect what they did for me as a gamer and how I how I'm influenced as a gamer today how when I look at video games I look at them under this context so that's that that is it so please do look forward to the next few episodes where we are going to talk a bit more about, our top three games, and then follow us on social media to see more about it day in and day out. And then quickly, I wanted to tell you what I've been playing. And I have been, I was on a work trip for about a week and I had my handy dandy switch with me and I got a chance to kind of jump into a number of things. I played a little bit of the SNES online, played some Mario Brothers 3, some Super Mario World and that Mario Brothers 3 was on the All-Stars collection. So that was a lot of fun to play. I did play a little Mario Kart 8. We have the new tracks out. The second set of tracks were just released. I got my butt whooped on 150cc of that. So I'm going to have to replay them. The levels themselves seem fine. I just had, had no understanding or memory of them. So I got beat pretty good. And then lastly, I've been putting a little more time into Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Because as I told you guys some weeks ago, I put 50 hours into the first one and wanted to give the second one another chance. And for me, it's a very different game. It doesn't feel much similar. I'm surprised it's even the same developers. The art style, completely different, more anime, which I don't mind. I like the art style. The combat feels different, which took time to grow on me in the first game. And I'm still not sure if this is going to pull me in. Traversing the world, there's a lot more verticality to some of the areas I've been to so far that is confusing, traveling the landscapes and knowing where to go. And there's a lot of just sub quests and and story and plot. And it's a little plot heavy for me. I want to play and enjoy the gameplay. So I don't know if there's something that's going to stick. I do want to keep putting the time in to see if there's something that will grow on me because not only did I purchase the game but it's a game that people love some people love it more than the original even though I find some people are in one camp or the other I find that there's a lot of people that think it's one of the best games on the switch so I want to give it a fair shot I want to give it a fair dance and then we'll see you from there there's a lot of great games that are out and coming out so I'm sure I'll be jumping into other things real soon but the last thing that I have been playing is I haven't played in probably close to a year was Guardians of the Galaxy on the PS5. Been a long time away, and I thought, you know what? I really enjoyed that game. Why don't I play a little bit more? So I played a couple more chapters of it, and I just, this game is just so solid. I enjoyed what I played originally. I just don't have my PS5 in a very accessible area to play every day, every morning, or every night. But I'm going to commit to playing more of it because this game is really good. The gameplay, the visuals, it's a triple A game, the dialogue, the script. I'm just blown away by the production of it, but it's fun too it's a lot of fun so that's a game i'd recommend if you have a ps4 or a ps5 or a pc i believe it's on the xbox series of consoles as well i believe it's even on xbox game pass these days so that's definitely a game i'd recommend if you're a fan of either the mcu or just fun action adventure games it's it's great so that's what i've been playing those are my top threes from the early generations of consoles we're going to continue this again and do the rest of our top threes. And we hope you guys chime in, leave a comment, leave a review. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening, our loyal listeners week to week. And please spread the word because uh, we have a lot more great content and we'd love to get the word out. So thank you guys so much for joining us again on the Hall of Fame video game podcast. I thank you, Mike, as always, for singing your top threes, which you're going to be putting out as well. And we hope you guys enjoy your day. From Mike and Matt, thank you for listening to the Hall of Fame Game Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Hall of Fame Pod or email us at thehalloffamepod at gmail.com. Please leave us a review and be sure to tune in next time.